doing this special report to show you what's going on in the world when it comes to traveling, that they are actually scanning people's bodies at the airports to try to find the luciferase that is lighting up in people's foreheads and people's hands and their arm injection sites. What you're about to watch is a special report interview that I'm doing with my friend Victor Hugo. He is an American who is a refugee trapped in the country of the Republic of Georgia. And he has first-hand account stories about friends of his who are trying to travel back home using fake vaccine passports. And they ended up getting stuck at the airport because they were scanned, their bodies were scanned in order to see if there was luciferase or not emanating from the vaccine sites um, and when they found that it wasn't there they were like this is a fake vaccine passport they were detained at the airport in horrible conditions and in some cases they were forced to take the vaccine in order to return home to their connecting flights in their countries in this report we're going to show you the patents that show that luciferase is a real ingredient that is in these vaccines and being injected into the public without their knowledge we're also going to review several videos where people are actually putting black lights on their injection sites to show that their bodies are glowing from the luciferase we'll show you a video with a PC our test strips are also glowing from the luciferase and we're going to cover a very important video showing the actual scanning technology equipment at the airport where you can see for yourself with your own eyes how people's bodies are being scanned at the airport and their foreheads and their hands and their arms are lighting up under the black light then we'll be bringing in my husband Tavon Rivers who is a former Navy tech and engineer who will be describing the technology that's being used to do this so that we can better understand and at the end of this report Victor will be sharing with us new information regarding the link between 5g and these vaccines and how they are forcing the public to take on 5G cell phones in order to connect them to the Internet of Things. As always, links to the scientific papers, patents, and all backup documentation will be found in the description of this video. Please share it far and wide as this is breaking news and no one is really reporting this even on alternative news platforms. And be sure to visit our websites, hopegirlblog.com and ftwblog.com with a special link in the description below for our EMF protection products if you'd like to support Victor Hugo in his fight to try to get back home as he's stranded in the Republic of Georgia. Hi everybody, this is Hope Bell here from FTWProject.com. I'm coming to you today with breaking news. They're scanning people's bodies for visible luciferase proof of vaccinations at airports. If you are caught with a fake vaccine pass, you are fined and not allowed to board your connecting flight home until you are forced vaccinated at the airport. So no one is reporting on this, not even alternative media. So please, um, we're here to share this special report with you and please share it with everybody that you know, especially people who are pl planning on traveling. So to help me tell the story, I have with me here on the line my special guest, Victor Hugo, who is an American refugee currently stuck in the Republic of Georgia. He has a first-hand account of friends of his who were trying to get back home since the pandemic who were scanned at the airports for luciferase and forcibly injected. Later on, we'll also be bringing in my husband and former Navy tech and engineer Tavon Rivers, who will be discussing and describing the technology that they're using on the public. And as always, we'll be backing this report with the facts, the studies, and the patents. So <clears throat> give me just a moment to introduce my special guest, Victor Hugo, who is an artist with cameo appearances in several award-winning independent and big-budget films. He was invited to live in China to discuss his political artwork. He escaped China hours before the last border closed on the day the coronavirus whistleblower, Dr. Lee when Leng died. He is an American refugee stuck in the former Soviet Union near the Black Sea, Turkey, Syria, and Ukraine in the Republic of Georgia. He's stuck there because there are no direct flights back to America, and he will not take a COVID lethal injection or a PCR test lobotomy. All connecting flights go, uh, going through different countries that are considered no man's land, where you're not protected by the rights of your home country. So Victor has an amazing background in history, and we will link in the description below another interview that we have done with him that, that covers his full story. Today, he is here to help us report on the dangers of traveling with the new deadly nanotechnology that they're forcing on the public without their knowledge or consent. Welcome, Victor. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's a pleasure to be here with you, Hope. I pray that uh, people out there listening realize that we have a window of opportunity to change the world for the better. So don't be afraid. Put on the armor of God and let's make things right in this inverted world that we're being, I don't want to say forced to live in because you know what? People are allowing this to happen. So we just have to say no. In Spanish, it's no mas. We're done. 
Agreed. Absolutely agreed. And I think something that's really interesting for the special report um, is that we're both Americans and we're living in different countries right now. So we have a very unique perspective uh, for what we see going on. And I think we just mentioned that maybe 10 years ago, only 12% of Americans actually had passports so that they would leave the country and be able to go and see how other people live in different cultures. Um, traveling internationally is a very big deal. It's very different, uh, especially if you've never left America. So we wanted to give that perspective. And Victor's got some really... Um, really heavy stories to share with us uh, that I just, we had a, a private conversation um, a while back and I asked him, I said, so have you ever considered trying to get uh, one of those fake vaccine passports in order to get out of uh, the Republic of Georgia and get back to America? So the first thing you said, Victor, was that you have integrity and you didn't want to have to lie in order to go home. But then you started telling the story about friends of yours that were trying to leave and go back to their respective countries with fake vaccine passports and about what happens to them. So can you just start from there and let us know, you don't have to give anybody's names, you can protect their identity, that's fine, but just, you know, let us know what happened to your friends as they were trying to leave to go back home during COVID. Yeah, I think first and foremost, the problem that we have in this world is the lack of integrity and the people that were trying to convince me to lie and to basically commit a crime because getting a fake vaccine or fake anything is criminal. And I think the problem that's going on with this world today is that people have uh, made lies the norm. And that's what's gotten us into this mess, is that if you look at all the people who have lied about the bioweapons disguised as vaccines, about the elections, about the so many different things, it's created what's called the lie to generation. Mm -hmm. And now this youth sees the adults who sit there and tell them or try to lecture them, don't do this and don't do that. And they look at us and they're like, but wait a minute, you guys are the ones who have been lying to us. Everything that you've told us is a lie. And so when you have a foundation built on a lie, it's no wonder that we're living in this inverted world. So. I, I didn't take it as a small thing when I was offered for a hundred dollars, which is, is, to a lot of people, that's a lot of money. And at the time, I, I'm, I'm homeless. I, I, I'm living and surviving on the kindness of strangers. So a hundred dollars to me is a, is a lot of money. Um, regardless of that, I wasn't going to do it because, again, I don't, the, the problem with lying is once you lie and say one lie, then you have to keep lying. So for example, if I had the, the uh, fake passport, I knew that when I got into any country that I was going to have to do a transfer, I'd have to continue to lie. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to be lying in front of customs officers who are trained to detect lies. And I have a background at the U.S. Naval Academy. I was in the class of 93 alongside Carter Page, which is how I knew that the whole Russian collusion thing was a lie. And I was trained by the best to look at body language, to see that the direction that the eyes go. And so I can tell when someone is lying. And for that reason, I actually have a hard timeline. You see what I'm saying? Because like, since I know how to see if somebody's lying, when I try to lie. I do a very bad job. That's why I really just would rather just tell the truth, which gets me in trouble a lot, especially if you're uh, um, dating a woman and she, before going out to dinner, she's like, so how does this dress look? And you're like, uh, she really wanted to tell you, you know? So yeah, telling the truth is like that movie with Jim Carrey. Uh, I forgot what it was. I think it was called Liar. Liar, Liar. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, um, the people that thought I was an idiot and was like, hey, listen, you know, we got to make a run for it. Because what happened was when the uh, borders were closed during the pandemic, uh, a lot of people, and there's still a lot of Americans that are stuck around the world in Afghanistan and, and like myself in the Soviet bloc country, and nobody's reporting about this. We are left abandoned. And the uh, countries, for example, the U.S. Embassy does nothing to help. I've gone to the U.S. Embassy. I've uh, sent letters to President Trump, to Governor DeSantis, to uh, Ambassador Kelly Degnan, and they all pretty much send these rote responses like, thank you for contacting the office of the President of the United States. Your, your opinion is really appreciated. And so that I'm like, this isn't an opinion. This is like, I need help, you know? But anyway, we're on our own. I think people are starting to realize now that we're on our own. So what happened with these people who went ahead and decided to lie was that they purchased these uh, fake vaccine passports and then they would get into the in-between zones. When you enter into a customs, um, you can't get help from the U.S. Embassy, even if you wanted to, because now you're in like a no man's land. Yeah. And had people who were in Turkey and they had their automobiles confiscated. So then that ends up leading you down a whole other rabbit hole. I had a guy who went through Russia because he was trying to get to his home in Thailand. And then when he got to Moscow, they said, no, you're not 
vaccinated with the vaccine that we want. And that's the other thing that people don't realize. In different countries, they have different, uh, uh, I don't want to call them vaccines because they're not, they're bioweapons. But for example, in, in Russia, they don't want the Pfizer or the Moderna or the Johnson & Johnson. They want the Sputnik. And in other countries, like in Spain, they have their own uh, uh, vaccine. So if you don't have the one that they approve of, then you've got to get that vaccine. Again, bioweapon. Um, and what happens is, like, they won't let you leave. The one guy, he ended up having to spend the night, he told me, in this coffin-like uh, uh, bed that they had in the Moscow airport. And uh, this guy was elderly. He was in his, like, late 70s. And he said it was torture. And then, um, yeah, in order for him to be able to get back to Thailand, he had to take whatever it is that they gave him. You don't have a chance. You don't have a choice. Which is why I escaped China. Because when I was in China, they said, Victor, if you stay, the U.S. Embassy is not going to help you. And uh, China will give you whatever bioweapon disguises a vaccine they want to give you. So um, fortunately, I'm in a country which used to be Soviet bloc. And these people uh, are very weary of the, uh, uh, not weary, but wary of the bioweapon disguises vaccine. Because the first nurse that took it, uh, she was a young girl, healthy. Then she took the bioweapon and she died. So that spooked everybody in this country. And so I think less than 12% of the population here is actually uh, jabbed. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in a good place. It's because it's an Orthodox country as well. These people don't want baby embryos in their body or anything like that. So it's uh, another reason why I'm in a safe place as far as that goes. And then I knew because I was living in China and I was um, asked to be one of the people who was uh, procuring these bioweapons, disguises, vaccines, which is what made me realize this whole thing was staged because I escaped China in February, February 12th. And they were already telling me that I was going to be the guy to help distribute the, the vaccines when they got done. I was like, wow, how do you guys already even have like these vaccines ready? The world doesn't even know about this because the world really started fighting out in March. Although it really uh, um, came out in China around September 11th of 2019. But we had firewalls up, so we, we really couldn't tell the rest of the world because there's no YouTube, there's no Google, there's no Twitter, there's no Facebook in China. So, and they were reading my emails. So if I would have said anything, I would have been uh, put in jail. Um, how, many, how many of your friends uh, were trying to leave with the fake vaccine passports? At least six that I know of, and each and every one of them got stopped. One in Spain, one in the Ukraine, ended up having to do uh, time in jail in the Ukraine, and still got jabbed. There was an Iranian that was trying to make his way back to the United States. I haven't heard from him since. I think he's dead since then. And he just was like, you know what, Victor, I just want to get home. It doesn't matter if I have to. He knew that the, uh, it was a bioweapon, but at this point, I noticed a lot of people now are just suicidal. And he was like, oh, you know, I hope it does kill me. And so he took the, well, the vaccines and the boosters and everything. I never heard from him again. So I don't know what happened to him. And you, yeah. you mentioned earlier that as they were going through um, with the fake vaccine pass, they were told this isn't, oh, yeah, real. Yeah. this isn't real. You're not really vaccinated. So how did they know they weren't vaccinated? Uh, well, one guy in France told me just recently uh, that he went there and they checked the, they had a scanner, like a, one of those uh, waving things and they waved it on his arm and he didn't have the luciferase. So the police officer got really upset at him and this guy was trying to argue again with the lie. Oh, well, you know, this is official and this and that. So the guy was perpetrating the lie. But the police officer told him, he says, no, look, the scanner, you, you don't have the, you don't have the, the luciferase, the, the glow. So he was lucky that he didn't get arrested. He said that the cop was ready to uh, arrest him. The other person was in the airport and when they were in the airport, they, again, they said, this is no good. They're like they, they, they wave it like it's a joke. Like, who, who do you think you're kidding? We have the scanner here. You're not glowing. And that's when they told me, they said, Victor, uh, it's a good thing that you didn't do it because we're glowing, you know, like you have to glow in order to get through. Wow. So, yeah, but uh, again, and you had mentioned that you had written about this in 2017 with the Luciferis. And what people don't understand is that this was planned. These people aren't stupid. They knew that they would have to have a way of sorting through the liars who would create this uh, industry of fake vaccine passports. So they put in something to check. Right. People, they did not come up with this uh, bioweapon disguised as a vaccine overnight. People are crazy if they think that because there hasn't been a vaccine for the common cold and you just don't come up with vaccines overnight. This stuff was patented years ago. So, so it's really interesting that because what the general public would think is 
it's not quite there yet. It's not, you know, you're not being scanned yet, but what we're trying to break right now <clears throat> is your personal testimony of your friends going through international airports, getting scanned for the technology that's inside of their bodies from the vaccines. This is and another thing that I want to mention is don't go by what other people tell you. Like I have people in the United States calling me a coward, calling me a oh, yeah. and they're like, oh, well, the COVID is over because apparently uh, Biden said that the COVID is over. Yet they still have the emergency uh, regulations on there, and everything is still on. Like basically, again, these people are lying to you. Yeah. Just because they tell you it's over doesn't mean that when you get to Spain, that they have the same regulations as in the United States, or that when you get to France, they have the same regulations as in the United States, or when you get to Turkey or Russia, Ukraine. Every country has their own thing going on. And so I have I have to add a couple yeah. things to that to like really back that up. So I have friends here. They just traveled, um, and as they they were going to Dubai, and they went through Italy to get to Dubai, and when they were there, they're all vaccinated because they had to be. Um, they were all scanned when they were in Italy. So I can, yeah. I can back you up there because my friends were saying, yep, they, they scanned the whole family um, for the vaccine when they were in Italy. Um, the other, there's, there's a few stories like that that I can really validate um, what, you're, what you're talking about. But, but please go ahead. There's also, the scanning is the antiquated way. I sent you a video, and if you want, you can show that video. There's actually a machine that monitors whether or not you're scanned. Yeah. And again, this is something that people have to put together and say, wow, how did they come up with this technology so fast? So it just goes to show you how this stuff has been patented, how all this stuff was planned way in advance. And um, I can tell you, when I was offered the opportunity to make millions by selling out my brothers and sisters with uh, going around on different television stations around Europe and in the United States, proclaiming that I was the guy to go to for the personal protective equipment and the face masks that don't work and the, the vaccines that are coming. Um, again, I, I said no, because what, what we have to realize is that you have to be able to sleep at night. You cannot make blood money selling out your brothers and sisters uh, for, for some shekels. It's uh, soul currency, you know, it's, it's soul currency. It's more than just the fiat money, which is worth nothing. You have to consider the, the long-term effects, which uh, I call soul currency, and that's more valuable than anything else. What I want to uh, impart to people is that please don't give in to the peer pressure, because that's what I was feeling from these people who were calling me a coward and calling me a traitor for not going back to my homeland, which I love. But I'm worthless as a patriot who's fighting for freedom at this critical moment in time, if I end up getting stuck in a place where it's a no man's land, and then after having not been death jab, I end up having to forcefully take a death jab because I'm in Russia uh, talking to some customs agent that I can't even understand, and they just hold you down and, and, and inject you with something, you know? I mean, it's like, once you're in those no man's lands, you don't have a voice. So I'm staying put until the world wakes up and realizes that they're trying to kill us. Yeah, and I want to just say for everybody that, you know, I'm living the same thing too. I've had plenty of people who were vaccinated, who had a vaccine pass trying to tell me that, oh no, it's safe to travel. They're not requiring all these things. And they have no idea. They're just that ignorant. They have no idea that it's not safe to travel. And my baby sister just got married a few weeks ago and I couldn't go to her wedding because I'm not going anywhere. I'm doing exactly what Victor has been doing. You're just staying put. You're in a place where you're safe. You know, you can stay there and remain unvaccinated and untested. No lobotomies for me either. No tests, no vaccines for me or my family. And I'm not traveling anywhere because that's how they get you. I want to walk everybody through, um, this luciferase, I want to show everybody the, the, the facts and the patents that prove that there is luciferase in the COVID injections, and there's patents for them to, to show that. Uh, there's also um, a whistleblower, um, I think Melissa McAfee is her name, she was working yes. at, She was working at Pfizer, and she was in the lab, she saw all the bottles glowing. Then we've got a couple of videos, so let me just, um, let me share. And just a little warning, in the next couple of videos, there's going to be some curse words, and no, I'm not going to edit this out, because these are real people that are having real reactions to the horrible things that have been injected into them. So I'm just going to leave it as it is, so that you can hear the real raw emotions of how people feel when they find out about this. Check this out, guys. Show the shiny there. Nearer to that dot. Oh, jeez, look at that. I've had my... Come on, shine it on my hand. Oh, my God. What have they put in that? Listen, guys, now I'm really worried. This is where I got the second... 
look at this. It's glowing. Now I go down my arm, and it gets worse. I have a little dot here. But the worst part, look at the vein in my hand. It glows. That is sick. Why is this doing this? Can someone tell me? Look at that. Look at that. It's glowing. And that's exactly, and now my hand in my vein is glowing. Why the hell is this doing this? What the hell is in this? What is in this shit? It's Luciferase, mister. Patent 060606. If anybody's curious to know what luciferase is, they call it that because it lights up. Lucifer is supposed to be like illuminescent, lighting up. Um, of course, it's the name of the devil and Satan in the Bible. But um, so, yeah, it, it's all it's all really connected. But that's all I wanted to say is that they, they call it luciferase because it lights up and they get the actual glowing enzyme or protein from uh, fireflies and insects that glow. This is where they're getting it from. And then they're doing all kinds of stuff in the lab and putting it into everything. And so a couple patents that I'll just put up on the screen here. This, these are the patents that if you read through them, it actually shows you that there is luciferase in these COVID-19 injections or lethal injections. Um, and all the different uh, companies have been using them. So anyway, I wanted to show this other video here. We were just saying that it's in the, the, the PCR tests also have luciferase in them. So this is from the UK. These are your PCR test strips. And he's going to show how all of them are glowing. Uh, this is a video for the UK Freedom Warriors and gang. Just to show you, I confiscated my parents' tests. They fucking glow. UV light. These motherfuckers, look at this. Normal fucking cotton wool bud. Oh, luciferase. Yeah. Fucking hell. This is just bad. Do not let your kids take these fucking tests unless you put a UV light under them. If they don't glow, they're fine to use, but these will fucking glow. This is where they come from. Made in China. I noticed that these, uh, uh, <laughs> these citizen journalists are a bunch of foul people. I mean, God bless them. At least, I'd rather hear the truth with a couple of F-words than watch those talking heads on CNN and MSNBC and Fox News lying to us. So I, I think God will forgive the vulgarity. Yeah. At least people are getting the truth now. But, uh, I feel the same way. It's like, come on, we, we, we've heard all the words before. I want, I want to let people express their raw emotions when they realize that they're all being murdered by their governments. You might drop an F-bomb every now and then when you come to that realization. Let's just let it yeah. rock. That's how I feel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely noticed, noticing the anger. And what's going to happen is that anger is going to soon be projected from words into actions. And I do believe that these people will be showing up en masse to yes. uh, Bill Gates' house, to Fauci's house, and so on and so forth. So that's coming soon. All right, so this video um, is at the airport. This is showing the scanning equipment. And... If they do a close-up of the screen and you can see you see the foreheads lighting up and the arms lighting up that's from the vaccines from luciferase in the vaccines which makes sense because the people who told me that they were they were pulled aside yep they were pulled aside wow okay okay so this is an example see there's the scanning machine right up there. There. there's the camera that's that's beaming it Okay, interesting. If you want, we can play it again one more time, just okay. so you can. Yeah. Hear it. First time I saw the camera on a uh, on a mount. So if you're looking at the display from the camera. Going right into that. I haven't been in here for a long time. <laughs> yeah. So, I have with me here my husband, Tavon, who is a former Navy uh, technician and engineer, and this is his background. So, he's actually laid out 
different cables and systems and things. So you, can you please explain what we're seeing in that video? What kind of technology are they using in order to beam into a person's body and have something light up on a screen? Um, okay, so when you showed that video the second time, that's when I actually caught the, uh, the large camera mount on a mount and it looked like it was connected to the monitor that was showing uh, maybe an infrared, infrared display. So that is an FLIR camera of some kind uh, and it is picking up infrared frequencies from the body. Uh, and with this technology, we know that graphene oxide, when it's stimulated uh, at the microwave range, it emits a broad range of frequencies, infrared being one of them. Um, so in, in, in the injection sites and other places in the body, depending on how long uh, that person has been with the injection, uh, that's what it looks like. We're seeing from what I'm from what I'm seeing, what would be an interesting experiment that average people can do is that there are infrared cameras on the market. Uh, you, I don't know if you, you've probably seen them on videos where people have like the FLIR, IR, little, little gun with a display and they can point it at uh, like a hot plate or a circuit or um, the car engine and you get kind of like a heat heat map of what you're looking at. And so it would be interesting to know if uh, if you were to take one of those items and of course the quality of it is depending on your budget, you get one of these uh, cameras and you uh, aim it at someone who's been injected in those sites and see if there are elevated um, colors or displays, um, signatures from those areas. That, that would be something I would that would be good to test to experiment. And the first thing that we started talking about when we saw this um, this video and we heard about this concept of people being scanned at the airports is, well, they put all the scanning machines in place back during nine, after 9-11 and they got everybody accustomed to walking through those things where you got to, you, you know, scanned for to be scanned all the time. So they got everybody used to having their bodies scanned. Not to mention that during COVID, those temperature guns, before you could enter a store, they went right for your forehead, mm. right, right in the forehead. And then when they got tired of doing the forehead, people just started scanning their hands with the temperature gun. So they're scanning the forehead and the hand with the temperature guns to get people ready for the vaccines. This was before the vaccines came out. So now um, it all it all really does make sense. I think that they got us ready and used to being scanned so that we don't even think about it. But there you are. You're being scanned at the airport and the stuff that's in the vaccine is showing up on the screen and that's how they can tell if you're vaccinated or not. Obviously, this technology existed way in advance. This whole thing, this, this to me, proves that this was planned. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what it's looking like. I mean, uh, when, when you uh, gave us the link to the video of the people walking through the scanners um, and then with what your friends were telling you about what they had to endure when they went through check-in places at the airport, um, my question was, do they look like new installations or were these, uh, something that was installed, look like something that's been there for a while, you know, like the old, um, x-ray scanner right. from post 9-11, because if, yeah. if that's the case, you know, if people just walking as normal thinking it's a metal detector or something that's checking for drugs, you know, and they're, they're actually using the same technology to check for hotspots in your injection areas on your forehead, then we're dealing with a whole other background as to how far this planning may have gone. It just happens at those frequencies, um, with the scanning machines post 9-11. Uh, that were used in Homeland Security scanners. So I'm, I'm assuming a lot of the other airports in the first world countries where um, they're using uh, infrared or terahertz frequencies. And that is one of the um, same frequencies that graphene oxide emits when it's being stimulated by microwaves. So the question is, the very same scanners that people have been um, accustomed to over the past 20 years, uh, is that the same technology that's being used to detect people as they walk through with their injections? And the only way you know is if you're actually going into the airport at the time. Um, you think about it because if you're going, you don't know beforehand, then you go in with your fake passport and you haven't taken an injection, and then that story happens like like what you mentioned, and all of a sudden the person is like in the Tom Hanks movie where they literally have to live in the airport unless they are willing to take the shot and take the fine. Let me tell you something that I thought was really odd. After 9-11, the, the September 11th attack, the United States should have been completely having their, because then they came up with the Patriot Act and everything, and everything changed where they had to, you had to start taking off your shoes and you couldn't bring in the water bottles and everything. A very good friend of mine, now mind you, when I was living in China, I really couldn't tell who was my friend and who was like spies because... Yeah. That's how it is, you know, I mean, there was like, I, I was involved in situations where I was always around the CCP uh, yeah. because of what I was doing. I was doing uh, art exhibits, I was doing public uh, forums, and so 
I wasn't just kind of like laying low. I was actually being taken to high level meetings and always meeting with people who were either advisors to Xi Jinping or were close uh, uh, to the high levels there. And I was meeting with a lot of billionaires because as, as artists, the people that want to purchase our fine art are the ones who can afford it. So they were the billionaires and there's a lot of billionaires in China. Anyway, the point being is that I was really surprised to find out that one of the billionaires, billionaires that I met uh, confided in me that he was the guy who set up the whole system that you're talking about mm. uh, um, after 9-11. And he has like high security clearance in the United States and everything. So that was another thing that I noticed when I was living in China. I was like, wow, the United States government has a lot of CCP embedded at the highest levels of the U.S. government. I don't know if you remember, but uh, one of the senators in the United States, her driver was a Chinese spy. Um, I forgot who it was, but uh, she's one of the, the, the oldest members in the Senate. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, and from what, now that you, you're saying this, I do believe that he had that system set up already so that they could just go ahead and, and scan for that graphene or whatever. So yeah, it probably looked like the same old equipment because from what I remember, the people when they got stopped, they were surprised. They were completely caught off guard. And I was telling Hope that the reason I didn't want to do it was first because I trust my instinct. And I believe that instinct comes from God. And God was like, no, stay right here. I want you to stay here. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. And then when they got busted, they were all stuttering. You know, like when you get caught doing something wrong. And so yeah. they're like, oh, 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 well, this is the real pass. And this is the real pass. And they were like, that's not the real pass. And the guy was like, well, how do you know? And they thought it was with the card, but it wasn't about the card. It was about the scanner and stuff. So they didn't know what was going on. Now it's starting to make sense because yeah. when I was, I, I was with this guy in and around the time that the, the virus had already broken out because I was telling Hope that the virus broke out around September 11th of 2019 but the world didn't really find out about it until uh, March of 2020 now this is another thing that has always had me like wondering um, I'm just an artist I'm just like a regular guy you know how is it that I living in China knew that this thing was happening meanwhile you got the CIA and supposedly uh, high level intelligence inside of China and they never let anybody know inside the United States like how is it that I knew about this since September and the rest of the world was like still, when I went on television in Georgia in February, I told them, I said, listen, this is, it's not the end of the world, but it's the beginning of the end of the world as we know it. And they all looked at me like I was crazy. You know, they were like, what the hell is this guy talking about? And then a month later, everything changed and I've been stuck here ever since because they closed down all the borders. So yeah, I mean, we're living in a different world now, but mm -hmm. um, this, I, I think you're absolutely right. I don't even think it's new equipment. I think it's the old equipment that all they have to do is make adjustments on it to yeah. be able to see. And the reason why, see, now this is all making sense. It's interesting that you brought that up. Um, they had the Luciferis patent out already they had to figure out a way because it wasn't about the uh, uh, the bioweapon disguises a vaccine it was about controlling the population with the pass because what they're trying to get us into is the social credit score it's mm -hmm. about controlling the money see that was just the distraction to make yeah. people feel cool to get into it but now it's making sense because no they didn't bring in new equipment at least not to my knowledge but it makes sense that they could make an adjustment on this and that when they created the luciferase that they created it knowing what the stuff was for that machine. Yeah. This, guy, this guy was going in deep with how he created this stuff and everything. I mean, this guy was like, really, I had some amazing conversations when I was in China. It was like blowing my mind, the people I met there. Mm -hmm. But one thing that, that really struck me when I was living in China is how embedded they are in the United States' uh, highest levels, even with national security. I was shocked. I was like, how did you get the contract to do airport security? You're CCP. Mm -hmm. You know, you, they have that in with the U.S. government. So, yeah, yeah it all makes sense. And then when I was in China, the reason why they warned me told me to escape because I was honestly, I was thinking of staying because I was like, I was doing fine. I, I had a great life in China and I was all planning on, on living there for 10 years. I have a 10 year visa till 2029. I, I love China. The people were great to me, but that's why they told me, they said, Victor, when SARS came out, that was the, uh, uh, the beta test for what's happening now. And they said, you're not safe here because if you stay, they're going to force the vaccine to you. And it was interesting that they were talking about vaccine. This was back in 2019. They were already telling me yeah, yeah. that vaccine set up. 
So uh, that's why when I when I arrived here, they were like, "Oh, you're going to be the guy. You're going to be the face. You're going to go out there. We're going to make you famous. We're going to make you rich." And I was like, "How did I turn out to be the luckiest guy on earth? Where all of a sudden I'm going to be like a hero, you know, traveling around the world saying some vaccines for you, some face masks for you, you know, here's some personal protective equipment." You know, it's like, "What the heck, man?" It just seemed too good to be true, so I turned it down. But I'll never forget. They told me they said, "You know what? If you don't do it, we'll get somebody else who will." And uh, that's what George Soros said when he was interviewed on 60 Minutes, and he said that some of the best times of his life was when he was uh, collecting the uh, personal uh, property of the people during the Holocaust before they were put into the boxcars to wow. be sent to uh, concentration camps. So, yeah, there's always somebody who's willing to uh, sell their soul for some shekels. Oh, well. But, yeah, you're, you're right on it, man. I think they just have to do an adjustment, and the machines that are there are picking that stuff up. It's starting to make sense now. Well, what I'm looking at, what may be happening here, is the junk that they put into your body is stimulated by microwaves. But these are microwaves that are in the environment. And if you've ever been to an airport, everyone has their cell phones on. There's a lot of hot spots. There's all kinds of EMF. And, you know, of course, with the electricity and, and, and the telecommunication systems in there, um, there's a lot of EMF all over the place in an airport. Um, so when people are walking in and they've taken their uh, COVID injections um, in the airport, as per the recent videos of Matt Taylor, mm -hmm. Matt Taylor, um, I think one other scientist that, we, that we're aware of in the past week or so, uh, they did their own experiments where they took a sample of what was in the Pfizer vial or Moderna vial and put it near their router, their home router, and only was near the router, uh, formation started and otherwise what would have been a clear liquid, opaque formations started to form when they were being stimulated by the RF coming off of that router. Uh, but when they took off, when they turned off the router, they dissipated back into the clear fluid, became clear again. So people have taken the injections, the stuff is in their system, they're walking into an airport in the soup of EMF. And so the formations start to take form, take shape inside the body, around the injection sites. So that now by the time they're getting to the check-in or going through that gate with that scanner, uh, they're already lit up like a Christmas tree from the background radiation that's already in the environment. They don't have to be beamed by uh, RF gun or microwave gun. The microwave is all in the environment. They make sure that everyone gets good internet, you know, on their 4G phones and you're walking through the 5G phones and they're walking through and their bodies lit up so that an in, in FLIR camera, a high, high resolution one can pick up to a fine degree the different um, signatures coming off of that body in the different heat map uh, colorations and it's, on, and it's on display. And the people on the other side, they're probably just told, if they're not showing gold or green coming off of their head or arm, pull them aside. Yeah. That's, that's, that's probably all they need to be told. You're paid $60,000 a year to look at that monitor and pull anyone that's not showing these colors in their arms or in their head. And airports are the worst airports for that. Are the they worst. are loaded with all of those signals in 5G. It's a giant microwave cesspool. So I'm just giving my um, my input as to, as to what, what I see is going on here. It's a, it's a passive, what you call a passive system, um, because they're not actually having to um, aim anything at you. They'll just say, well, the microwaves are from the routers. That's in the environment, everyone's cell phones. And your body is just simply picking up those fields and they're just scanning as you're walking through that camera, walking past that camera. They're just scanning your body. They're just going to say, oh, it's just a passive system. It's not invasive. Sorry we didn't tell you that that's how we're determining whether you took a shot or not. I mean... Well, you know, they're not, they're not going to say anything, but you were saying earlier, Victor, about how long they've been planning this and, yes. you know, it's been going back. So I just found something. I wanted to bring this to your attention. So I'll, put, I'll show it again. This is the book that me and Savan wrote called Forbidden Tech, the complete guide to energy, social, and biological technologies that they did not want you to know about. And I'm just going to open to the page here. We wrote this book in 2017. We were talking about all this technology. So on this page here, and I'll, I'll put a better photo of this on the screen so you can see it. We're talking about luciferase, quantum dots, and the technology that are in those shots in 2017. So you see that picture with the mice lighting up. Under UV light. Well, we, we, the, the mice were lighting up under UV light with these uh, quantum dot particles that they put in the mice. And it went through their system, and then they put UV light on them, and right. then they ended up glowing. And we're talking about... Um, smart dust, these chips, the RFID chip, of course, but also really tiny little smart dust microchips and fractal antennas, which essentially is what they're building inside of your body with those biostructures. They're creating, they're turning you into a walking antenna to receive all of the things that they're beaming at you. So um, they've been planning this for quite a while, decades, 
maybe 100 years or so. But they, they've been planning this for a very long time, and they finally unleashed it. I believe that ever since 9-11, after 9-11 at least. One thing that I also brought to the attention of those that wanted me to lie and purchase a fake vaccine passport was that if everybody that's going to the airport or flying in a plane actually is death jammed, then that's a super spreader zone. So let's say you are not death jammed and you're a pure blood. Yeah. Now you're surrounded by like 99.9% .9 of the people who are shedding like crazy. Yeah. And then you're going to get into an airplane where 99.9% .9 of the people are also shedding like crazy. I mean, mm -hmm. by the time you leave the airport and you get out of that plane, you're probably going to have the spike proteins, you know? And, and yeah. that's the, the brilliance of this bioweapon is that they figured, okay, once we get those who were just uh, uh, submissive and yes, yes, we'll, we'll do whatever you say so that we can go to the football game or get our free hamburger with french fries and, you know, all this stuff. Then they created this situation where those purebloods, those who, who think before putting poison into their body, they can get us too. Yep. I'm really glad you brought that up because m many people forget. They say, well, I'm not jabbed. I don't have to take the PCR test. I'm fine. I'm safe. But you brought this up in one of your older videos, Victor. What if the pilot strokes out? Because there are hundreds of pilots maybe even more, maybe thousands that are dying right now. And there's all kinds of near misses going on. I did show you a, a photo of an, an article around here of a plane that was, um, it was trying to land, it missed the runway and it landed in a pond. So I have to go dig up that photo and show you. Uh, I saw that, yeah. It's only a matter of time before we have some major uh, plane crashes. But like my mother's talking to a pilot right now and the pilot confirms that they always have a second co-pilot because they're basically planning on one of the jabbed pilots having a stroke and dying while they're manning the plane. This is this is a big problem. This is happening all over the place. And this video just came in from uh, La Quinta Columna, the, the research group out of Spain. I'm gonna share my screen again. What we're seeing here is a pilot dying on the plane. A woman's holding yeah, that's, a surgery. That's not good. That, that's never a good thing imagine, to see. Imagine, off. imagine look at this. You're yeah. your plane and the pilot dies. This man yeah. died right in front of them. And they're all videoing it. Yeah, and, and, and you notice how they're all still on the plane, by the way. Yeah, they have a plane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think at this point we've realized that most human beings will pretty much do anything. You gotta understand the Fauci's, the Bill Gates, they laugh. They're laughing at what they call the useless eater. Because they're like, wow, what else can we do to these suckers? You know? Yeah. Them, because they're a bunch of psychopaths. Really. These guys are psychopaths. They want to see what they can get away with. I mean, it's bizarre to see this woman with her rosary filming this thing. I'd be like, get me off of this plane, you know? Yeah, yeah, we think what's happened is this might have been right after they landed. Um, because yeah, that's, that's one of the things that's happening because um, what happens is they end up getting like these blood clots and they're, they're, they have like these situations. Yeah, on landing and takeoff is when the pilots end up dying. I spoke to, uh, I did an interview with Dan Hanley of 911pilots.org and he confirmed what you said. He says that the odds of two pilots dying at the same time is very rare. Mm. Now, the thing is though, the way I see it, I'm, I'm not a gambler. Exactly. I may be in Russia, but that doesn't mean I like to play Russian roulette. <laughs> so just because people are calling me a coward or calling me a traitor or whatever, oh, pilots, you can call me whatever you want. I'm not getting on a plane yes. with a bunch of pilots that have been mandated to take a death jab and then going, oh, well, one pilot's dead, but the other guy's okay, uh, but he's jabbed too. So yeah, maybe there's like a 90% chance, which it's not that high, being 75% chance. I'm not willing to, to, to have that bullet in the chamber just so that somebody won't call me a coward. You know what? I'm staying right here until they uh, figure out what's going on. And this stuff isn't making the news. Australian pilots take over 100. I did a report on this. They've died. Uh, the uh, FAA is being sued because uh, they're not reporting what's going on. So... The, the problem is, and again, I'm going back to what Kanye West said, um, you got to follow the money and see who is controlling these talking heads on CNN, on MSNBC, on ABC, on CBS, on Fox that are lying to the public so that they can get their six figures every year and not telling them about these pilots that are dying on takeoff or on landing. You know, and I mean, that is a big deal. And yeah. I'm sorry, but a trip to Disney isn't worth it for me. You nope. know, so I'm, I'm going to wait. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you what my plan is. Um, I'm planning on 
going back to the United States by land and then catching a ship back to the United States. Because as a Navy guy, if anything happens to the captain of the ship, I'll just take over. <laughs> but I, I, I'm no pilot, so I'll take my chances at the high seas. It may yeah. take me a lot longer, but that's how I'm planning on going back. Okay, recently Karen Kingston has done several interviews discussing the nanotechnology and the COVID injections and how it's linked to and controlled by 5G. So in a couple of days, we'll be doing, me and Tavon will be doing a special report with Matt Taylor. He's an engineer who's been on the Stu Peters show showing his findings of nanotech self-assembling inside of the COVID injections when stimulated by EMF. So we also have an extensive body of research that we've been putting out for the last few years discussing this topic. If you want to check those links below because we back up everything we say. Um, but just last night, Victor, you had an interview with the whistleblower and had some new information to share regarding the connection of this nanotech found in the vaccines and the 5G internet things so can you tell us more about what you've learned yes uh as it turns out elon musk with uh, skylink is teaming up with mike sievert the ceo of t-mobile and they're getting ready to make the internet of things uh, go beyond the 5g towers because what's happening is people especially in europe are starting to realize that the 5g towers are dangerous and emitting radiation and they didn't report uh, how during the wuhan virus outbreak really wuhan was a test center for the 5g and uh, of course whenever you try to mention anything about that on youtube or on facebook or on instagram or linkedin they call you a conspiracy theorist the misinformation racist the whatever you want to say and then they block you but the truth of the matter is that they're more and more starting to show that it's linked between the microwave uh, radiation that's being emitted from these 5G towers and the people who have been jabbed. Uh, as Kate the Kaluna has shown, there's nanotechnology inside the uh, bioweapons disguised as vaccines that are reacting to these microwaves. So one of the things that I just, by happenstance, I, I, I am an American refugee, I'm stuck in this foreign land, and I need my U.S. phone number in order to be able to access websites, in order to be able to access uh, bank accounts, in order to be able to do business. You apparently nowadays have to be able to prove your identity by receiving a text message and then entering your text message so that whatever system that you're trying to use can identify that it's you. Um, then I contacted T-Mobile and I spent over 30 hours, I documented this stuff in a series because as soon as you call, they say this conversation is being recorded. So I said, okay, I'll record this too. So I've recorded over 30 hours that I've been communicating with these people. They're outsourcing the uh, idiocy and they're doing it on purpose because what they're doing is they're not allowing people to leave. They, they tell you, I've been trying to cancel my accounts since uh, 2021 in December and telling them to uh, stop charging me because they're taking my money out. But, I, but they close my account because they say that unless I return to the United States and go to a T-Mobile store and sign a contract to get one of their 5G phones, they will not allow me to have my phone number which I've had for over two decades, which is my business number, and which I need to survive. Unfortunately, that's the world that we're living in. So what T-Mobile is doing is they're strong-arming, they're extorting, they're bullying, and they're uh, intimidating their customers into forcefully taking their 5G phones. Now, here's the rub. I'm living in a country that's a developing nation. USAID is here. The Peace Corps is here. So whenever you've got the Peace Corps in USA, that means this place is, like, really underdeveloped. It's not even a third-world country. This is, like, below third world. So these people don't even know what 5G is. They're lucky if they get 3G. So the technology that I need is really beeper technology. I know I'm aging myself, but back before cell phones, there were these little black things that you would have. And and then you would get a number, and then you would call the number on the rotary phone. From a pay so, phone. Pay yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's old technology. You don't need 5G to get a text message. So, after 30 hours that I've documented, you can do a Google search, uh, uh, 5G Danger T-Mobile Victor Hugo, and you'll see the videos on uh, BitChute and on Rumble. Or you can visit my channel, VictorHugoCollection.com, and just scroll down and go there. I really recommend that you guys see it because you'll start putting one and one together. What seems like a, like a, just a regular situation that we all go through trying to deal with customer service is actually quite nefarious and quite evil and quite dangerous because... I don't need a 5G phone, and I've explained to them. And I even contacted Mike Sievert, the CEO of T-Mobile, and I sent him the videos that I did. I said, hey, listen, your customer service are endangering my life because they're not turning on the uh, 
the text message capability, which, you know, Devon, that's just the flick of a switch. Yeah. I don't need a 5G phone for that. But they're insisting that I get the bioweapon disguised as a vaccine, that I take the PCR test, that I pay the thousands of dollars that it'll take for me to get back to the United States in connecting flights and everything, and then show up in the United States, go to a T-Mobile store, wait in line, sign a contract, get one of their 5G phones just so that I can, like, sign in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and I'm like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And so then I said, well, why don't you guys, if you really want me to have it, which I don't need because I have a phone right now that works perfectly fine. I have, a, I have a SIM card for the country that I'm in. The thing is, a lot of things like PayPal and other things, they only work in the U.S. So if you have a SIM card with a foreign number, it doesn't work that way. Yep, even with an American text. So these are all things that people, you know, when they contact me, they're like, oh, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? Right, I go, right. you think I haven't tried that already? I mean, really? You think I'm that stupid that I haven't tried this? So anyway, when I contacted my secret, I said, listen, your company is putting my life in danger because I need to be able to reach the outside world. Rather than him helping me, he blocked me. I was like, wow, this is really weird. Like, why would the CEO of any company not want to help their customers, especially like in a, in a life and death situation, which I'm not exaggerating because if I can't access my money, I can't eat. Yeah. And that's why I'm surviving on the kindness of strangers here because like, I'm stuck. So then I said, wait, who is this Mike Seaver? And why is he acting this way? So the first thing I did was I looked him up. And then I noticed that if you look at the definition of Sievert, Sievert is the unit of radiation absorption in the international system of units. The Sievert takes into account the relative biological effectiveness of ionizing radiation since each form of such radiation, example x-rays, gamma rays, neutrons, has a slightly different effect on living tissue. Accordingly, one Sievert is generally defined as the amount of radiation roughly equivalent in biological effectiveness to one gray or 100 rads of gamma radiation. So I was like, wow, you know about natural law, how they put it in your face and if you accept it, then so be it. I started thinking, okay, 5G technology is actually an experimental weapon system disguised as telecommunication infrastructure. That's what 5G technology is. Yeah. It's a weapon system. You don't need 5G on your phones. And most phones out there right now don't even have the 5G technology in it for it to use. It's just a scam. So I said, okay, who is this guy? And why did the U.S. government entrust this man with rolling out this weapon system throughout the United States during the... China virus lockdowns when everybody else was imprisoned in their homes, but the only people who seemed to be immune to this deadly virus were the people who were installing these experimental weapon systems in schools. Yep. So then I said, okay, who is this guy? And why did he block me? Why is he not wanting to help me? And why is T-Mobile forcing these 5G phones on people? And then I realized, okay, so what it is, is it's, it's a plan. Like we've been saying, this whole thing was planned out. First thing is you get the sheeple to take the bioweapon disguises vaccine, put the nanotechnology into them so that you can create the internet of things. Then you create the 5G network so that you can see if it actually works. And that's why if you notice these uh, spinning vax syndrome, these people, they all have cell phones in their hands. Yeah. As they end up turning and seeing something, which obviously something is controlling them, then they spasm and then they die. Yeah. So just like what happened with uh, the Rwanda or those, uh, the Hutus and the Titsis where they were uh, basically manipulated through uh, waves, wave technology to slaughter each other, um, they're able to manipulate our actions through these uh, through this technology. So. But now as people are finding out that the 5G is that, and in Europe, they're actually cutting it down. Also in South America, they're, they're, they're either... They're taking them down because the people are starting to take action into their own hands in order to make sure that that doesn't happen. Now, Elon Musk, who I've had my questions about, a lot of people think he's the, the hero, but I'm like, why is he doing all this like really nefarious stuff if he is a hero? Now, by setting up uh, 5G technology and bypassing the towers, now, once it's with Starlink, they can kill you from satellites and there's no way you can fight that. So... Yeah, that's where I see this thing is going, and nobody's really going there. And you're not allowed to talk about this, because if you talk about this, you're a conspiracy theorist. But I'm not kidding. This is an, uh, this is an experimental weapons system disguised as telecommunications infrastructure. And the man who's been entrusted to roll this thing out in the United States, his name is Sievert, spelled S-I-E-V-E-R-T. I mean, if, if they're not putting it in your face, you know? 
And so somebody needs to look into this. So I've, I've started looking into this and uh, the deeper down the rabbit hole that we've gone, we've seen the patents that he has. And I think I sent that to you, uh, Hope. And I also have a, a new video series because like you said, I interviewed the whistleblower who sent me this information. And uh, when they saw the patents, they freaked out. They were like, wow, Victor, this is really scary. Um, because it goes along like with what we were seeing with the spinning uh, vax syndrome and how now they're going to be able to control us and how all this stuff was planned and how Mike Sievert has uh, the packs for this. So, yeah, this is pretty scary stuff. It's uh, it's real. And, and uh, of course, nobody's really talking about it. So people need to start asking Mike Sievert some questions. Why are they forcing people to get these 5G phones? That's what I want to know. You don't need a 5G phone. But apparently, if you don't have it, they're going to shut off your account. And then again, this is the thing that people have to see. If they can do it to me, they can do it to you. If I... If I was living in the United States, you know what I would have done? I would have gone to a T-Mobile store and I would have said, you know what, just give me the phone. Where do I sign? Okay, here's here's a contract. All right, cool. And I would have had a phone and I never would have known. But the fact that I'm here and I have no choice yeah. had me step into this news story. And now that I'm letting people know that they can control your ability to get money. And I'm sorry, but in this world, we need money to survive mm-hmm. until they come up with sound currency. So now I'm stuck and the CEO of this company doesn't care. So if they don't care about me, then I can pretty much assure you they don't care about you either. So something needs to be done about this. Um, I think uh, Victor is spot on. I, I, I feel the same way. Um, I, this, this has been a plan going for a long time. I think a lot of experiments has been done on the population in uh, very secret ways uh, so that, you know, people end up tortured. I'm talking about the target individual program mm-hmm. and other programs where they're experimenting with um, 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 ruining people's lives remotely. And uh, I think now this, this what's happened in the past two years is simply they're trying to pull it all together, um, all of that research uh, into something that they think they can run society. Uh, with and um, I think it's going to fall fall flat on its face, um, but it's not going to be without a lot of people waking up and uh, you know, having to go through it. So, well, if you notice, they're really speeding it up because this whole uh, thing with Elon Musk getting involved and putting Starlink into it. Now, now this is where we have hope um, with what Kanye West is doing, raising awareness about who controls the media. Mm-hmm. Again, forget about the religion thing. This isn't about race. This isn't about religion. This is about humanity. This is about doing the right thing. If Elon Musk realizes that there is a plot a depopulation plan, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, and he is a good guy, mm. then just stop it, man. Really? I mean, do you, how much, how many billions and trillions and trillions of dollars do you really need to make you happy? Um, let's save people instead of killing people. And I think now, even with Fauci and with Bill Gates, these people need to need to find Jesus, have their Jesus moment, and say, you know what? Yeah, what we did was really screwed up. And uh, ask for forgiveness, man, you know? Because yeah. otherwise... What good is it? To, I know their plan. It was written in stone in the Georgia Guidestones. I went there. I saw it myself with my own eyes. I couldn't believe it. That's why I went there. And uh, the plan is to have 500 million people living in balance in nature. And then, of course, if you read the Talmud and, and you see the what's called the Goy genocide plan, um, they want to have 2,500 slaves. And each the, one, yeah. For each one. And the thing each is, elite person, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and this is interesting. I learned a lot about this, by the way, when I was living in China. The Chinese know so much. And the thing is, they're not politically correct in China. So they don't care. Like, they just told me straight up what it was. And the thing is, most of the stuff that they told me, I was like in shock because they don't teach you this stuff in school in the United States. So I've been walking around most of my life with these blinders just going, ooh, happy, happy, joy, joy, USA number one, you know? And they're like, no, dude, you know, it, it, this plan has been going on for years. Yeah. So that's why one of the things I do believe is that uh, Xi Jinping is working with uh, Putin and Trump to uh, uh, bring down the uh, uh, Illuminati, the deep state, uh, the, the satanic cabal, the Kazarian mafia, whatever you want to call them, those people that are trying to implement this depopulation plan. Now, why the Chinese are upset about this is because they want to get rid of the white man because the white man is basically, uh, and again, this isn't about being racist, this is just how they feel. The white man is a threat because the white man is like uh, able to create things and invent things and just has, in their opinion, is more of a threat because they're able to like, uh, um, I don't know, they're probably more inventive. I'm not being racist, but they just are, you know what I'm saying? And so you eliminate the white guy. And then what you want to keep is the Asians. 
because the Asians are more subservient. That's why they did the whole Mao revolution. And again, follow the money. That's what Kanye West is saying. Kanye West is saying, who financed the Mao revolution? Who financed the Bolshevik revolution? Who are these bankers? You know, who are the bankers? Who has the money? Who's paying these doctors and nurses to poison children? Who's paying those people in the CDC to sit there and say, you know what? Yes, unanimously, we say that all children should be uh, vaccinated before going into school. I mean, come on, who's paying these people? You know, so, so the thing is, and, and the Chinese told me, they were like, hey, you know, they, they want us to be their slaves. They want us to be the 2,500 slaves because they think that we are subservient to them. Mm -hmm. the, Chinese, the Chinese are hip to that. That's why when I was there, what I suspected was that they did a double cross. They weren't really expecting the Wuhan virus to be released the way that it was. Because when I was there, I was living in Guangzhou, and I tried to go to Beijing and Shanghai, but I couldn't go through the bullet train at night where you wake up in Beijing because I had to go through uh, Wuhan. But they told me that I couldn't do it because Wuhan was closed. But it was, it was closed to ground transportation, but the airport was allowing over five and a half million people to go see the rest of the world. So that's what they did. They, they sent out between September 11th, when the Wuhan virus first got out, until the point where Donald Trump closed the borders, they seeded the whole world with the Wuhan virus, you know? And I don't believe the deep state was really expecting that. And that's why they didn't want to let people know that it came out of Wuhan, because Fauci and Obama, they're all over that. And the Chinese knew all this stuff. They told me all this stuff when I was, when I was there. I've done videos on this stuff, but it was uh, removed from LinkedIn and, and, and all the other ones because they claimed that it was misinformation. But all the truth is starting to come out now and look enough from there. So anyway, I pray that these people have a change of heart and, and rather than trying to kill us all, they try to, you know, save the world because they can do that.